You are listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast, an honest and non-judgmental discussion on faith in God and the doubts we often have, why it's sometimes difficult to trust God, and how we can know with a surety that He loves us. This show centers on strengthening and rebuilding our faith after loss, tragedy, or when coming to Christianity from a non-Christian or pseudo-Christian worldview. Now, here is your host, Gene Curl. Hello, and welcome back to Recovering Faith Podcast. I'm reasonably sure that this is episode 115. Um, Even if that's not what it is, I'll make sure it shows up correctly. Anyhow, um, most of the time I try to pick what I consider an evergreen topic to talk about, which is something that will be as relevant in 10 years as it will be today. And in some ways, today's topic is, yeah, falls in that category as well. But today, I wanted to talk about all the craziness going on in the world in this coronavirus and what a Christian's response should be to it. And let me start off by saying that the way Christians should respond to this virus or to any other tragedy is absolutely positively not to go out to the store and buy up every single thing they can find and not leave any for anybody else. Uh, That is, uh, there because of things like that, there are people who need it, like such as elderly people who didn't have a chance to go to the store and now there's nothing for them to buy because they, because young and healthy people went and filled their houses full of stuff they're never going to use. So, don't do that. And if you did do that, be a good Christian and share it with those in your neighborhood or in your community who don't have it. But in the Bible, a lot, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, we're told not to be afraid. And it's been sad that it says don't be afraid is recorded 365 times in the Bible. I highly doubt that's actually true. That it would be exactly 365. Sounds nice. I highly doubt that it's true. But I do know that it's said a lot. And when something's said a lot, you can take it to the bank. Uh, basically, if something, if the Bible says something once, it's important. If it's said twice, you should really pay attention. And if it's said more than three times, then you can take it to the bank. And we're told over and over in the Bible not to be afraid. Now, when the Bible tells us not to be afraid, that doesn't mean that we should go out and do stupid things like uh, saying, that's all right, God will protect me. I'm not going to take any precautions. That is not what it means at all. But what it does mean is that even in these trying times, Regardless of what is going on around us, we know that ultimately God is in control. And that even if he doesn't save us from the storm, he will be with us through the storm. And there's a quote by Mark Twain, or Samuel L. Clemens, that I like quite a bit. He said that courage is the mastery of fear, not the absence of fear. Only a fool has no fear. 
And that's definitely true. And so when God says not to be afraid, he doesn't mean that we shouldn't have that we shouldn't have any fear at all because obviously that's uh, that's going to happen. But what he really means is that we need to trust no matter what's going on, we need to trust God. Uh, I heard of recently where someone said that when you're on a train and it's going through a dark tunnel, you don't jump off the train because it's dark. You trust that the train and you trust that the engineer is going to get you to where you're supposed to go. And that's the same thing with this crisis or with any other crisis, that we can't just lose faith and decide that God has abandoned him. And in times like this, in fact, uh, an email that I got today from Uversion Bible app, and I'm just going to uh, go ahead and read that email. It says, think about the disciples hanging out with Jesus on a boat when a life-threatening storm erupts on the water. They're unprepared to face it and panicking, realizing they might die. The entire time this is happening, Jesus is sleeping peacefully. Instead of looking at Jesus, uh, instead of looking at Jesus' reaction to their situation, the disciples allowed their situation to dictate their reactions. After begging Jesus to do something, he calms down, he calms the storm, but not before asking them, "Why are you afraid?" His gentle rebuke over their lack of faith wasn't because they didn't believe Jesus could save them from the storm, but because they struggled to believe that he would see them through it. When we find ourselves in storms we can't control, how do we respond with faith? Here are three encouraging truths to remember. Number one, God has power over every storm. The wind and the waves don't concern him. Then they shouldn't frighten you. You might not be able to change your situation, but you can choose to faithfully trust God in the middle of it. Number two, fixing your eyes on Jesus leads to peace. Are you looking at the size of the storm or turning toward the one who can calm it? It's only by focusing on God, who knows every outcome, that you can navigate any situation with his wisdom and peace. And number three, Jesus is always in your boat. It's easy to focus on your fears when you can't control your future. But thankfully, Jesus knows your future, and he's always by your side. And he calls you to sit, sorry, he calls you to live by him, by faith, not by sight. Whenever you find yourself overwhelmed by life, you always have two choices. You can focus on your circumstances or fix your eyes on Jesus. If you choose to look to Jesus above everything else, you will begin to see that the storms you face are not nearly as powerful as the Savior choosing to walk through the storm alongside you. And but as Christians, we're not only told to not be afraid and to trust God, but we're also called to help other people in a responsible manner. Obviously, if you're sick or if you have been around somebody that you know is infected, then you should be responsible and not go spread that around and give it to everybody else. Also, uh, when we're called to, be re to help other people responsibly, 
that means that we need to take precautions too. I mean, just like when you're in an airplane, you're always told to put on your oxygen mask before you put on the oxygen mask of uh, those you're helping because if you're not, if uh, you can't breathe, you're not going to be able to help those. And so when we go to help people, obviously we're not we're not supposed to be trying to put ourselves in danger by or doing something foolish in order to help other people. If someone's got if somebody uh, has to be quarantined in their house because they're infected and their life isn't in danger, there's no reason why we should actually go in their house and interact with them when we could actually just bring them what they need and leave it at their doorstep or something. And I believe it's also the responsible thing to do that if you are sick but it's not life-threatening, please don't go to the hospital and overwhelm the hospital staff and especially don't go to the emergency room. If you need to see a doctor and it's not life-threatening, schedule an appointment with your primary care physician. Don't, don't go rushing the emergency room and taking all the resources because every when they're swamped with people without life-threatening illnesses or injuries, it takes away from them actually saving people's lives. And it takes away supplies, it takes away beds. So if you can stay home, it's better because not only are you not overwhelming the hospitals, but you're not infecting anybody else. I believe that the responsible thing to do and the Christian thing to do is probably to follow the recommendations of the CDC or whatever health organization you have in your country and follow the protocols that they have given. Uh, my church had church last Sunday, but nobody shook hands or anything like that, and we sanitized everything, and we didn't pass out bulletins, and uh, me and some other volunteers would open the doors for people so that nobody had to touch the doors. And it's quite possible that we won't even have church this Sunday because the CDC has just recently updated their suggestions on the number of people that should meet together and said that it shouldn't be, you know, they should, you should uh, cut out groups that are over 50. And now recently they've even suggested that you shouldn't have groups over 10. So whatever happens in all of this should be a spee. You know, think about it logically. Think about those other people that are suffering as well. And try to help them out. Don't just panic and get everything you can for yourself. Help other people out as well. And try to follow the recommendations of the health department. Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. And trust God that he's got you no matter what. So, um, I know this is a little bit shorter of an episode. I had other things planned for this episode, but then with all of this that's going on right now, I just thought I should talk about uh, talk about the current situation of what's going on.
and discuss discuss what the Christian response should be to it. And, and again, the Bible tells us over and over that we're supposed to trust God and we're not, and that we're supposed to uh, not be afraid. But the Bible or Jesus also told us to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And you have to admit that you would not like it if you went to the store to buy some essentials and they were all gone, not because people actually needed them, because they, but because they panic bought them. And nobody needs 500 rolls of toilet paper. You really don't. Yes, you don't need 500 rolls of toilet paper, and you don't need to go out and buy all the, all of the alcohol wipes and all the soap and everything else. You're a lot healthier, and everybody else is going to be a lot healthier too if you're not the only one washing your hands. Trust me, you want everybody else to be washing their hands as well, so leave everybody else some soap. And, you know, don't go panic by. Buy what you need. If you know people that need something that they don't have, be willing to share. If you know somebody that's been sick and they're quarantining themselves, help them out and go pick stuff up for them and drop it off at their house instead of uh, forcing them to go to the store and exposing everybody else. If you think you're sick, stay home. If you basically think about how you would want, if you weren't sick, think about how you would feel if somebody else was knowingly sick and they were spreading an illness that could kill your grandparents and so just be the response do the responsible thing do what the uh, health professionals ask you to do don't panic trust God and know that even if bad things happen to you that even if God doesn't take you out of the storm or remove the storm he will be with you through the storm Thanks for listening, and next week we will return to our regularly scheduled program. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast. Please rate and review this show and share it with your friends and family. You are loved.